This is the EdTech Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. sitting there with a pen and paper. Virtual reality is an interesting medium where students can access a wide range of content. Joining me now on the podcast is Rochelle Butts. She is the Executive Director of Digital Learning and Infrastructure for the Monroe School District. Rochelle, so good to talk to you today. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you, Tyler, for having me. Absolutely. So we're talking about the importance of providing equitable access and rich uh, technological experiences to students across an entire school district, but to start off, let's just start off at the the district level. When you're making decisions, what really guides those decisions, and what what principles do you lean back on to say uh, this is why we're making specific decisions? Well, at the time that we made that decision, Tyler, uh, what was going on was a community event. We called it the visioning event. Uh, many districts do this. It's you know where they develop a mission and a vision. And oftentimes um, when people hear that, they roll their eyes because they understand sometimes that that can be a slogan that you put up on a poster or you paint up on a wall and that's all it means. Uh, We wanted something drastically different. And so we had a several day event where we involved the community and um, we're a district roughly of um, just right around 7,000 students. And we had people think, you know, that you might, 20 people out of the community to show up. And we had over 200 uh, come to this event for the duration of the several days um, to really flush out that um, what is important to us and for our children and what type of school district does our community really want? What type of learning experiences do they want for their their kids? And so um, after this duration of time, we boiled it down to three major commitments. And those commitments were powerful instruction, equitable access, and clear expectations. And that became the foundation for what we run every decision through. And any new proposal that we bring um, to uh, leadership and to our school board and to our community for approval, it has to pass all of those three commitments. And if it violates one, then it won't happen. Absolutely. So but part of the challenge of one of those equitable access is the is the way that technological improvements in school uh, are funded. And so kind of walk us through that process of of making that decision, first of all, uh, that, that you needed to uh, improve technology in, in school and classrooms across the board, across the district uh, to adhere to your value of equitable access. But uh, there are funding challenges in that. It was a huge funding challenge for us at that time. Um, We had difficult, a difficult time in the past passing a tech levy and um, we had failed several um, since 2008. And so we had equipment in um, our schools that were eight to 12 years old. And as you know, in technology, anything that's older than four years old is considered a dinosaur basically. And so um, we had all sorts of different equipment across our 376 instructional spaces and that attic for, um, from a support stand 
um, for the techs that have to support it. It's also problematic from a learning standpoint because teachers, if they can't trust the technology to be reliable when they are delivering a lesson, they won't use it. And because we had an infrastructure of, um, a, we didn't have Wi-Fi consistently in all spaces, um, we didn't have reliable equipment, and many students didn't have access every week to technology, which is highly problematic. Um, we had a very traditional model where we had labs, computer labs. And so instead of um, working on technology becoming a daily occurrence in what students did to help demonstrate their evidence of learning, they um, it was an event. It was a field trip that they might be able to go to once a week or twice a month. And that's unacceptable in this day and age. And so um, we knew that we had to be able to standardize the equipment so that I could guarantee to every single community member that if their student went to um, you know, one elementary over here, that if they chose to transfer across to another school in our school district, that they had, their their child had the same access to the same type of technology, that it was not based on where they lived. It was not based on any type of demographic, but it was in Monroe School District. At all of our schools, we provide a certain standard of access to technology for all students. So that with working on that premise, that becomes very expensive to do that all at once. So there were several challenges to overcome in order to make that happen all at once. Yeah, absolutely. And and I, I know that when it comes, the, the way that you see it as an educator is not that it's a, a technology problem or a money problem, but there's really, um, maybe you'd go so far as to say a, a moral responsibility to offering uh, students the same access to technology across the board and not uh, withholding anything from, from any particular student when it comes to opportunity. Well, that's where um, part of our three commitments comes into play. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Our our third commitment is equitable access. And it doesn't mean that one commitment is more important than the other, um, but equitable access really drove that decision of, um, and, and, you know, just to share for, for those people that, that um, don't always know how technology levies work within a school district. Um, when you collect on a technology level, the money doesn't all come right at the beginning as soon as you can collect from it. Um, so we went out for a technology level that was um, over a duration of six years. And so that means that twice a year we could collect um, on um, from you know the tech levy um, over those six years. And so in doing so, we had a dilemma of, do we wait six years and wait to collect all that money to do it all at once? Or do we do the traditional model where um, for the past several decades, it's considered very traditional to where you would do a slow rollout model. And that rollout model is where, um, you know, in a school district, because you were able to collect a certain amount in the first year, you choose which schools will get the new technology first. So there's several problems to that, right? Because how do you make that decision of which schools get that first when all the entire com community voted yes for that levy? 
And so if you do that slow rollout, the kids that are in uh, middle school, um, they may not see that technology if their school is in the sixth year of that rollout. They might have already graduated from high school at that point. And so when you have community members that work very hard for their dollar and they want the best experiences for their students, you have to ensure that, that they all have as best as you can the equitable access to the same technology at once. Um, otherwise, we're violating one of our commitments. Right. Um, but it does become a wall, I mean, it, or an obstacle in, in fulfilling those commitments. And so we had to um, partner with several people to make this vision happen. We knew that we wanted to do it all at once. And so how, you know, well, how do you do that? Well, you have to have the money all at once then. And um, in our school district, because we had failed um, several tech levies and we had such old technology, um, we had, um, it was introduced to us the idea of leasing. That was a very scary premise. Um, and it still is because we rely so heavily on our community that if we don't pass the next tech levy, you know, you come to a point of, okay, what will that look like? Because you have to go on a replacement schedule. Um, however, because we were able to lease, um, yeah, yeah. what that provided us is that um, we were able to do volume pricing and what I was able to do is um, we have a very supportive board of directors and incredible leadership team to where they were willing to make this happen. And um, I had to scope out several leasing companies and basically show that it was in our best interest, that it was that moral imperative that we had to move forward with the leasing option and how actually by using a, lease, a leasing option, it actually allowed us to be able to purchase classroom technology beyond what we originally thought we could. And that was because we could do volume pricing. To whereas if we had done the traditional rollout, we would only have been able to have purchased, even with getting bids, meaning competitive bids out in the industry um, from vendors, even with doing that, by doing a slow rollout, you don't buy in quantity. And we would only have been able to have achieved half of the amount of technology that we were able to um, secure. And because of the partners that um, we were able to um, uh, walk down this pathway with, um, we were able to make that happen. Sure, sure. And you mentioned the partners there. And I, I was just wondering what, um, when you choose uh, people to partner with when it comes to technology, that can be a really big decision. And that really impacts a lot of things. So what uh, qualities were you looking for when you chose the people that you partnered with uh, when it came to technology? Um, well, let's put it this way. We were a hard district to date. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, and and part of that because the stakes were so high. Sure, we sure. had asked um, our community, um, our board members, our staff, our students that walked through the, our doors every day. Um, we had a big ask. We asked them to trust us to make this happen. And so um, we knew we needed a different process to find the right partner. And so we did a very unconventional method. Um, 
what we did is that I have a wonderful team that I work with. And um, so we put our heads together and we decided that we were going to have our own tech showcase. And typically you go to big conventions or conferences to go see all the vendors and what they have available. And so we knew that if we invited them here, um, we would be interested in those who took us up on that offer. Partly it's because there's an expense on their part, right? They have to have people devote um, a good part of their day. They have to, you know, actually physically bring the equipment out, set it up, and demonstrate it. And so our tech showcase was one week long. And we asked a vendor to come every single, a different vendor, over um, four days um, to come and present. And we gave them this checklist of all the different types of things that we needed to see. And we didn't want just a demo of the product. We wanted, um, we wanted some lessons taught that show how this technology package of a presentation board, of a webcam, of a document camera, of an audio system, um, how, uh, and along with student devices, how that all seamlessly integrated to provide a very different learning experience for our kids. And again, it wasn't demonstrating the product, it was demonstrating an, a lesson using that equipment. And so, um, which was a little different ask for some of our vendors than what they were used to. So again, we had a team come out every single day and then we had, um, they had uh, four presentations that they had to do throughout the day. So each vendor was asked to do a presentation for our technology team. And they, you know, that way it gave them time to ask about the specs and how, you know, what it would look like to support those products. And um, so the technical piece. Then we had um, uh, teachers um, where they got to see this, this presentation of instructional delivery and they were able to ask and try out the equipment. And then we had community come in and be able to see what this equipment could do for their kids, including students, so that they could weigh in. And we had each group provide feedback um, for the vendor. We did that for four days straight. And then on the fifth day, we took all that feedback and we did a debrief and we narrowed it down um, to a couple um, of vendors. And um, the vendors that we uh, went, what we ended up going with that really flushed out in this process uh, was Troxel for our student devices, um, advanced classroom technologies was our vendor who helped put the classroom presentation package together from our presentation boards, our webcams, our um, document cameras, um, and our audio systems, and then also help with a plan of installation and what have you. Um, but um, one of the, probably the most critical elements was the presentation panels. And um, Boxlight was the product that ACT brought to us. And they also brought the person to us, um, Carol. And um, I can share a little bit more about that later, uh, or, you know, whatever questions that you have, Tyler. But um, it was partners like Mike Lee with ACT and Carol Mazuka, who was part of Boxlight, um, who um, became our partners because they, they stepped up every point, every ask that we had. It wasn't not only just meeting that ask, it was surpassing that ask. 
and um, and we didn't even have to ask for it. That's what was so amazing to us. I mean, just think through issues before we even knew that it would be an issue, and that's the kind of partners you want when you're when you have such a very aggressive timeline, and you have such a very aggressive goal. And in our district, with this aging technology, no one had ever seen it done before. So um, there were, the stakes were high. Yeah, absolutely. And when it comes to a partnership like this, it's, it is that coming along and understanding your needs and really being able to ask and dive in and really understand uh, what it is that the district is, is looking for, but more specifically, how it impacts students and keeping the student at the center of it. And that really, I think, can differentiate technology partners, uh, you know, just where their focus is and how they're providing solutions. Well, this is what's pivotal. Um, there are many vendors that they'll say to you that we really want to understand the needs of your district. And that's extremely important. I do not discount that at all. However, the difference with um, Boxlight and ACT, um, with the people that we worked with, they asked deeper questions. It wasn't just, we want to understand the needs of your district. It was, we basically want to understand the needs of your students. And that's a much deeper level question. And you're right, students have to be at the heart of this. And that was very different. We didn't have a vendor that asked that. Um, I can remember um, having a conversation with Carol and basically she asked one of the most pivotal questions that we're asking technology today and is what do you want your student to uh, know and be able to do? And that's what helped drive the combination of products that we put together. But it was those critical conversations with um, Carol from Boxlight and Mike from ACT to where um, the better they understood and the better questions that they asked, um, it helped guided the pathway. And, and it literally helped us from going sideways in this project. I mean, literally, without them, we would not have been able to have been on this on this pathway to meet our vision. And, you know, we still have a long way to go, but we would never have been out of the gate if it hadn't been for them and the partnership. Absolutely. And, and finding that right technology is, and finding that right partner is, is one part of the equation, but then the training and the equipping for teachers to be able to properly use the technology is another, is another side of it that's also really important because just having the technology is nice, but not being able to use it um, makes it kind of, kind of worthless. But there are teaching and uh, in training exercises that, uh, that are available that really can help uh, train teachers and train educators to, to use it to its full potential. I, that's the key. You can have the best product ever. But if you don't know how to use it, it's what's the point? I mean, that's really a waste of that product, isn't it? It's just like anything. A, a hammer can build something that's incredibly beautiful or it could kill somebody. I mean, let's be honest about it. So so it's it's not just about having a great tool. It is about having the capacity of the user to be able to understand the tool well and how to use it. For us, when our time um, with teachers and providing professional development is so limited, we have to get the most bang for our buck. We have to have the greatest leverage that we can in that time. Um, and I'm not interested in, um, 
I often have vendors say, hey, uh, we would like to do a demonstration. And I think demonstrations are important in the sense of it just lets you know what type of products are out there. Um, when you schedule professional development, you will have trainers come out and often what you can end up with is just a more in-depth demonstration versus a learning experience. Um, and working with Carol, that's that was a, a game changer for us. Um, they provided um, uh, people to help us provide a learning experience for our teachers. So it wasn't just to sit and get, and I'm going to throw lots of information at you, and you know it's going to be too much in your walk away, and you're going to forget. What they did is they provided really deep, rich information in short bits, but then immediately have people um, get right onto the task to use it and do it themselves so that when they walked away, they could truly integrate it and they could walk back into their classroom and deliver it and use those products in that way. Um, but I think what is subtle but it's one of the most critical points that I can make is that um, the, the professional development that um, Carol from Boxlight uh, made sure that, that um, we had, it was so powerful in the sense of um, they weren't just interested in let's do the one and done. They understand that professional development happens over time and happens over multiple times. And so she worked with us to devise what that plan could look like, and um, but also how it was going to be delivered. And it, it made all the difference with our teachers. We had a foundation here of teachers that did not trust technology. And I, I mean, I can't blame them. I, I was right there with them because it wasn't reliable. And so we were asking them to take risks in their limited instructional time to use devices and um, and actually even invest time in learning how to use them so that they could use, use these devices with the kids. And um, they walked away. We built a structure of what support could look like at buildings and um, they helped us, Boxlight helped us um, structure PD before school started so that, um, and then we had on-site teams available the first day of school to support teachers with their technology and, and watching how kids learn with it. I think what was so incredible with that is that we were expecting them to need so much support, but again, in trusting our partners and really getting in and learning about these products ourselves, um, and because of the relationship we had built with ACT and Boxlight, they um, they helped us devise such a solution that our teachers didn't need the support that we were ready to give them because they were so comfortable with using it and the the package that they put together was so seamless that you basically could walk in, turn it on and use it. Um, there is software that you can choose to use with our presentation panels, but unlike other presentation panels, um, you can not even touch that software that's tied to it. Um, we worked with them to put together a package to where we have an OPS or, um, you know, in just regular terms, uh, an onboard computer that's attached to the back of the presentation panel. So it's like a giant PC computer on their wall. So 
the challenge with the technology is that when you have substitutes, if it's so complicated and they haven't been trained on it, how are they going to be able to come in and, um, you know, provide those learning experiences for the students when the teacher is gone? So we had to have such a, a simple solution that anybody could come in and just walk in and start using it. But it also had to be a product that grew with our user over time, not just with our teacher, but with our students as well. Because as they became more comfortable with the technology, they would learn how to become more um, what we call master craftsmen. Just like the better you learn to use a tool, the more masterful creations that you know you produce. And we're seeing that already with our teachers with the type of lessons that they're producing with this technology and then the type of experiences that kids are able to do. And that was the other piece in this. When we talked with Boxlight and ACT, we said, this has to be a solution that students can become part of the instructional delivery, that it's not just for the teachers to um, lecture to the class, because we know that model is not successful, right? It has to be kind of a shared venture. This had to be a solution that kids could be a part of building the lesson meaning of the background history of presenting what they knew. Um, and, it, you know, I, it never ceases to amaze me when I walk by a classroom and I see even our kinders up using the board talking about things that they've, images that they've been able to find and that they're maneuvering it within the first several weeks of school. That's absolutely incredible. This is such a powerful example of how a partnership can really come together to help accomplish the goals um, that you've set and to, uh, to work together for the betterment of parents, teachers, students, everybody across the board. Uh, so that's, it's just an incredible story and really, really, really great to hear. Rochelle, thank you so much for uh, joining the podcast today. I, I really appreciated getting to learn more about what you're doing with the Monroe School District and uh, the success that you're able to have through this, through this partnership and through these programs. Tyler, thank you for having me.